This is 63% Scottish, a Scotland appreciation podcast. Yes, welcome to 63% Scottish. My name is Eamon O'Flynn, and I'm your host. Last episode, we had the incredible Rosalind Erskine as our guest, talking all things whiskey. As the food and drink editor for The Scotsman, Rosalind sure knows her stuff. For this five fast questions, I thought we'd keep the theme going as I ask her more about whiskey, including nailing down her favorite whiskey region, the best whiskey-based drink for cold weather, which we have on the way here in Canada, and the building block bottles every aspiring whiskey connoisseur needs to have in their collection. Enjoy. Okay, five fast questions. In the battle between whiskey and iron brew, which is Scotland's real national drink? Oh, I think I've got to say whiskey, but it probably is iron brew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Scotland has five whiskey regions. If you could choose just one region to drink from for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Speyside. Speyside? Okay. Uh, actually, can you name a, a brewery or a couple of bre- or sorry distilleries from from Speyside? Um, the Glenlivet, um, Glenfiddich, uh, Glenallochy, uh, Balvenie. Uh, there's like ninety five. Yeah, yes, you don't need to name all ninety five. Just in case someone listening at home wants to know uh, what you're which which ones you're speaking of. What is your favorite whiskey based drink for the deepest darkest part of winter? Oh, probably an old-fashioned. Probably an old-fashioned? Or a hot toddy. Oh, hot yes. Hot toddy if it's really cold, but an old-fashioned just in general. I think both of those are excellent choices. A hot toddy, there's almost nothing better than that on a cold, on a cold day. The names of whiskey distilleries are notoriously difficult for Canadians and Americans to say. Are there any that you have trouble with? Yeah, I think some of them, when they're written down, don't look the way that they're said, so you need someone to say to them. So if I hadn't been to Glengarry before, I wouldn't have known to say that. If I hadn't been told how to say Lechaig. Um, and one that's really common but shouldn't be because, once you think about it, it makes sense, is Glenmorangie. So a lot of people say Glenmorangie, but it's like orangey, mm-hmm. orangery, like an orangey, Glenmorangie. Yeah. And they actually change the packaging to kind of try and emphasise how you say it. <laughs> that's funny um yes i struggle with almost all of them but there is a you know i i know the scotsman has had some some uh articles that are basically here's how to pronounce these things can you and i i've also seen i think it was years ago now it was probably it might have been 10 years ago there was uh, a series of brian cox i believe uh just basically pronouncing distillery names <laughs> saying this is how you say it uh in your opinion, what is the whiskey that every aspiring whiskey connoisseur needs to have in their collection? So do you mean if you're collecting and not drinking, or do you mean drinking? Uh, drinking. Let's say drinking in this case. Uh, so probably something quite light and sweet um, and generally not too expensive. So Glen Murray Elgin Classic is really good because it's quite cheap here anyway. You can get it in the supermarkets. Um, Glen Morangy 10-year-old is really nice. Um, Glenfiddich, um, 12-year-old, although the 18 is good if you like bourbon, but a bit more expensive. Um, and if you like PC stuff, you can't really go wrong with Ardbeg. Um, but Ben Roma, 15, has like a little bit of peat in it, so it's not too over the top. But Ardbeg is really, really good if that's your thing. But it's obviously got a huge cult following. And everyone in Canada's head, heads exploded when you said you can find it in a, in a grocery or a supermarket um, where we cannot find any is, is whiskey is never sold in a supermarket oh, really? here and so yes and uh 
Yes. So anyway, everyone's uh, with everyone's head exploding. That's that. That's it for these fast five questions. That is all for this episode of Sixty Three Percent Scottish. Please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Sixty Three Percent Scottish, and you'll find us. If you want to help our show keep growing, consider subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. This show is supported through promotional partnerships with the St. Andrews Society of Toronto, the Scottish Society of Ottawa, the St. Andrews Society of Los Angeles, the St. Andrews Society of Winnipeg, the Clans and Scottish Societies of Canada, the Singapore St. Andrews Society, the St. Andrews Society of the State of New York, and Chicago Scots. If you live in any of these places, I encourage you to find out how you can get involved. Links to all of these organizations are in the description for this episode. We also receive promotional support from the Scots Corner page on Facebook and the Center for Scottish Studies at the University of Guelph. This show owes a debt of gratitude to the Scottish Banner, the premier publication for Scottish people and those of Scottish heritage in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the United States of America. You can find all of our episodes on their website along with short articles on each subject. Again, links are in the episode description. Music in this episode is from Roman Senec Music. Thank you for listening to 63% Scottish. Until next time, cheers and slantia. <laughs>